Welcome back to African and American. This is episode 49 with your host, Six the Goddess. And keep in mind, I'm a goddess and I'm sensitive about my shift. Today is a very special day, brothers and sisters, for a few reasons. The first reason is a queen was born today. It is my birthday. I'm feeling amazing. I'm feeling grateful. I'm feeling, I almost feel like, am I dreaming? Like, is my life really going the way it's going right now? I kind of feel like that low key. Um, It's also a big day because today is the day that the new season of the African and American podcast is airing. Finally, it's been, it's been about four months. Uh, I, I do understand why content creators of TV shows and things like that have seasons and take time in between their content because sometimes you need time to get your creative juices flowing. You need time to rest your brain and, you know, to produce quality content for your fans and listeners. Um, So that's what I've been up to the past few months. Uh, As a lot of you may know, my family, we have relocated from Orlando, Florida to North Atlanta, Georgia. So we are officially AT Aliens. K, we swapped in our Florida oranges for some Georgia peaches. All right, all right, all right. (laughs) So we have been settling in very nicely. Um, you know, moving from state to state is always a big deal. It was definitely a journey, but this is the beauty of life and changes and marriage and relationships because like this move really brought me and my fiance together so much more. We learned so much about each other, about the way we operate. Um, if you can get through an out of state move together, okay, you're good. You're, you're, it's smooth sailing from there. So it was quite a journey. But we are here. We manifested this uh, some time ago. Uh, we've been ready to receive. We, we are in a season right now of alignment where we are aligning ourselves with what we want, with our goals. Um, you know, the universe can't put you in position if you're not aligning yourself. You have to meet the universe halfway. So that was kind of the goal for my family is, you know, a new start, a fresh start, a new location, um, aligning ourselves somewhere where the goals that we have can, you know, come into fruition. So, This is where we are. Everyone's doing well. Uh, My son is adjusting to now being in middle school. I can't believe it. Like, I feel like he was just my little baby. And now he's like in middle school. And I can't believe it. And he's just growing too fast. My love. Um, You know, so it's always hard for kids to leave they have to leave their friends you know how that goes so of course he had those emotions but our children they're extensions of us and so you know he want to go wherever the prosperity is like you know wherever my parents are prospering 
wherever we need to be aligned to, you know, get the things we want, then that's what it is. So he's a team player. He on the team. You know, we getting it popping. Today's episode is brought to you by Chef Todd Catering. My baby, one of the first sponsors of the new season. Uh, I will now have sponsors on each episode. Um, If you are interested in uh, sponsoring an episode, you can shoot me an email with the subject sponsorship to sixthegoddess at yahoo.com. That is S-I-X-T-H-E-G-O-D-D-I-S at yahoo.com. And let's talk, darling. Let's talk. Um, So I thought it was appropriate to start the new season out on my birthday because today really, like, I wish y'all could be vibing with me right now and really feel the energy that's flowing right now. Like, I really feel like I... I'm at the end of an era and a whole new beginning is starting right now. Like I have, I feel so weird right now and I can't really explain how I feel. It just feels like I feel it. Like I feel, I just feel, I don't have the words for once. My big mouth does not have the words. I don't have the words, but I just, I feel that a whole different tone for my life is coming forward right now. Um, I feel an end to suffering. I really feel like I made it through. I don't know if you've ever felt like that because I've never felt like this before. Like I've had, you know, situations here and there that I I got out of and I'm like, whoo, you know, that was close. But the feeling I have now is very, uh, very, uh, Final it feels very final. It feels very all right. Suffering over, pain over, trauma over, you know, over. It, it just, I feel like it's just no more. Um, so I wanted to make this first segment about uh, what I learned in my 20s. Um, things I wish I would have, excuse me, things I wish I would have known in my 20s. Um, because I think that the the number one thing I got from my 20s is to take your time. Um, the ideal life is to be born to two happy parents that are financially stable and go to school and they send you to college and you get a good job and start a family. Like, that is ideal. It's great if, if things happen for you like that. That is not everyone's story. Um... The number one thing I learned is that we are all dealt different cards and depending on the cards that you were dealt, it will determine uh, your, it will determine your growth, how much you need to grow, um, how many things you have to grow, uh, grow out of where, where, you know, certain environments that you were in or people in your life are pulling you back. Uh, we, we all have different levels of that. Some of us have more that we have to fight through, um, I was hard on myself a lot in my 20s because I felt like I should be doing more and I should be farther and I should have this and I should have that. And I truly understand as I reflect now and I, and I sit back and I look at different things that happened. Once you 
once you do begin your healing process and you do start growing and you start really being self-reflective, everything will start to make sense. There are so many things that happened to me in my 20s that, you know, I was really upset about and hurt about and, you know, really stressed myself out about and like none of that even matters anymore. And everything that happened, it made me a better version of myself. Um, For every loss I had to take, I can understand the loss of others. It, it, It just turned me into a more understanding person. It just turned me into a person that no longer gets easily offended. I don't, I don't get embarrassed. Uh, I'm very accepting of myself at this point. Um, I have nothing to hide. Uh, there is no one that can tell on me anything I do. I'll tell on myself because I'm not ashamed of anything I've done. I, I, I know who I am. I am unapologetic about who I am. And I often wonder if even a few things in my life have went differently Would I be this person? Would I have the understanding that I have? Would I have the peace that I have right now? Um, It's easier said than done. I do understand that because sometimes, you know, you're in certain situations and they are dire and they are stressful and you do feel like I'll never make it out of this situation. But uh, as long as we have breath in our body, we have opportunity um, as long as we have breath in our body, we have uh, we have the opportunity to to grow out of things and to heal from things. I spent way too much time in my twenties beating myself up, um, you know, comparing what I had to people 15, 20 years older than me. I I get it. In your twenties, you have to make mistakes. All right, you got to mess up. Okay. Um, If you are not making mistakes and messing up, how are you really going to learn? How are you really going to grow? So when you make those mistakes, when you mess up, be grateful for it and and remember it. Um, I don't necessarily believe in the saying like, oh, you know, something happened. Just forget about it. No, don't forget about it. Remember how you felt. Okay. remember your actions. Remember the reactions that your actions caused. Okay, remember that feeling so that way you don't repeat the mistakes over and over again. Um, I felt like, oh, I need to be married and have a house by 25 and I need to have three kids by, you know, and that's foolishness. Okay, you cannot put age limits and time limits on what the universe has for you. You have to learn to take things With a grain of salt, know when it's your time, congratulate someone else when it's theirs, and just stay down and do what you had to do. Stay humble. All right? Stay humble. Stay faithful. uh, Stay positive. Um, We all, you know, it's so easy to be overly critical of ourselves and talk about what we would have been, should have done. The person I am today at 30 years old is... So, so incredibly far from the person I was at 20 years old. Uh, And this is why uh, patterns uh, throughout life has shown us, you know, getting married in your 20s can be a little bit iffy because I wonder like everything happened the way it was supposed to happen. Because had I got married when I was 20, I don't know how that would have worked out because I would not have stayed that same person and 
the person I am now, it would have been like, wait a second, this is not who I signed up for. Um, so in your 20s, you can't put that pressure on yourself to, okay, I'm like, I have to get married and I have to do this. You don't have to do anything. You have to do things as you are ready. You cannot fully appreciate or take care of something until you've learned the lessons you need to learn to be able to do that. You cannot dedicate your life to someone when you haven't figured out your life yet. You don't even know what you really want to do. You'll switch over and try and do so many different things in your 20s until you figure out like what it is that works for you. In your 20s, have fun, experiment, figure it out, but do it all in balance. Like that's not to say, oh, in your 20s, just wild out and, you know, don't be thinking about your future. You always want to be thinking about your future. You always want to have a plan. You always want to stay focused, but you don't want to be that person that does not make the mistakes they need to make in your 20s and learn from them the way they need to. And then you're in your you know, late 30s and 40s, making 21-year-old mistakes. That's what you don't want. You don't want to get into your late 30s and 40s and then feel like you missed out on something and then be old trying to like, you know, have a midlife crisis and relive your youth you missed out on. So have a balance in it. Make sure you have the right amount of fun as well as handling your business. Um, You don't want to just handle your business in your 20s and you don't want to just have fun. You want to make sure that you're doing both. And, you know, when you're in your 20s, you have the energy to have your fun and still get up and make your bag. So while you have the energy, while you have the opportunity, do that. Um, When it comes to your love life, you know, you'll have to kiss a few frogs before you meet a prince. And that's fine. You'll experience your first heartbreak. That's fine. You'll experience your heartbreak and you'll think that you'll never get through it and you'll say that you'll never love again and you feel like you're going to just die, but you don't die. And then look at you 10 years later, living like there's no tomorrow, perfectly in love and about to get married. I'm not talking about myself though, <clears throat> but, uh, <laughs> but, um, I just feel the best way that I can explain how I feel right now is I just feel like a grown ass woman. Like, can't tell me nothing. Like, I'm on the path I need to be on. I'm doing what I need to do. You know, getting my money, taking care of my family, looking good with a G-O-O-D-T, looking good. All right? I don't, I don't like tooting my own horn, but uh, I'll be like, hold on now. I just turned 30 now. It'd be some of the 21-year-olds, bro. I'd be like, baby, 21, baby, I can be run for your money, okay? Black don't crack when you take care of it. I was looking in the mirror. I was like, baby, girl, you is fine. Why, honey? Like, I'm not, honey, I can't even, I, I got to just give the credit where it's due. I just want to take this day on my birthday to thank myself. Thank you. For taking such good care of you, sis. Okay, because now you're 30 years old, looking the exact same way you looked in your sophomore year of high school, sis. Black don't crack unless you on it. Take care of you and you will take care of you. I know that was deep, right? I know. I know. I just, I got was deep as a freaking kiddie pool. Um... So I'm looking good. Uh, I got I got plans tonight. You know, I'm about to go out and be a little grown. 
Baby, I'm about to go out and be a little grown tonight. All right, I got me a little sexy ensemble. I got me some five-inch heels, baby. All right, it's not a game. Okay, and I, and I felt like, you know what, tonight, let me just, you know what, every so often, you got to just say, you know what, I'm about to kill him. I'm about to kill him. You can't do it too often because you'll develop enemies. You know what I'm saying? You can't kill them like that all the time. But every so often, it's okay to kill them. So I plan on doing that tonight. All right. I plan on being lit. So um, I'm excited. I mean, I don't know what to say. Like, I remember being like in my teens. And when I heard of someone being like 30 years old, I just thought they were like so old. And it's so funny because now that I'm 30, first of all, the time just flew by. Like my 20s literally just choom. I guess it was because I did experience so much and, you know, I had my fun and did my thing. It just flew by. Like, I literally feel like I just turned 20. I distinctly remember my 20th birthday. And now to be 30, it's just like, well, damn. Well, that escalated quickly. But, um, you know, when you're younger, you, you think 30 is so old. Then you actually get 30 and you're like, oh, but it's not. But I, I'm pretty much just now getting started. Like, I feel like I'm literally just now getting started. Like, shit just got real. Like, hold on. I didn't know who I really was before. I was a little, I was a little um left out in the cold before. All right. I was a little bit abandoned and abused and beat up. But honey, I'm I'm over that. All right. That ain't that ain't me. That life ain't me. I'm tired of crying. I'm tired of loss. I'm tired of losing people. I'm tired of, I'm tired. Okay. I'm just deciding to think positively. Uh, everybody that I've lost along this journey is always in my heart. They still guide me. Um, the people that I've lost, you know, I've spoken with them and they let me know, like, we don't want you beating yourself up anymore. We don't want you being depressed anymore. We want you to move on with your life. We want you to be happy um, because for those of us that have have lost immediate family or very close friends, you will feel a guilt in your life almost like you're guilty for being alive and they're not. And I battle with that for a really, really, really long time. And I recently uh, really let go of that and realize that life does have to go on and that they would want your life to go on. It's easier said than done, uh, and I battled with it for a long time. If you are battling with it, the time will come where you will get tired of that feeling, and you will let it go, but it has to be when you are ready and when you have officially become exhausted with wasting emotions on the feeling of guilt. Um, and it's okay to move on with your life, okay? You, you do not have to be depressed and sad and sulk for life. So I decided that I was moving on. I decided that I was ready for a change. I have decided I'm letting it all go. I am ready to go into my 30s. I'm about to go into my 30s a married woman. I am going into my 30s in a beautiful home. I am going into my 30s with a beautiful family. I'm going into my 30s pursuing my passion, pursuing my career, uh, making money, becoming a better and better version of myself every day. And this is what it's all about. If you think you saw something before, 
Wait until you see what I got in store. 30, I'm ready for you. During my hiatus, I have had time to collect so much material of things I want to talk about. But I feel like for this first episode back in a while, we need to kind of retouch on like the basics and foundations of the show and like why we're here and things like that. Because I think every so often we just kind of have to reestablish that considering how for people like me, my beliefs are attacked more than anyone else's. Um, everyone else's beliefs, you know, their people are told to be accepting and to be uh, tolerant and understand <laughs> and have parades and festivals about their beliefs and respect their wishes. You know, everyone else kind of gets that uh, protection, except for people like myself who are all for their own people and who knows that we are the most supreme elite beings in this world and I'm only worried about my own people and everyone else is irrelevant to me. Now, people like me, we're crucified. There is no protection for us. We're looked at as hateful and racist and um, and told that we're the problem, that Racism and white supremacy is not the problem. It's you pro-black people. And I don't know why y'all pro-black. Because black people do each other worse than white people do you. And um, So I just want to touch back on these basics. And just get a few things understood uh, for the show. And just to kind of set the tone for this season. Um, I am a lover of black people see footnote oh there's a footnote I am a lover of black people who are lovers of themselves I am not an integrationist I am not the person who is going to uh tell you about white allies and how not everyone else is all bad I hate hate is an energy that it, it takes a lot out of you um I don't hate anybody. What it is, is that I understand truths about people. Um, I rock with patterns and consistencies in people. Uh, I don't go off of the minority. I go off of the majority in the words of Marimba Ani. Um, That is how my mind operates. Uh, I am not here to be concerned about what any other race of people has going on besides my own. Um, I have the intelligence enough to not just want to numb myself because what has happened with a lot of black people, we, we just numb ourselves because we do not want to have to actually come face to face with the fact that this world is literally trying to kill us every day. I think it's a lot of stress and anxiety that comes with that realization. Um, So it's so much easier to just keep smoking and drinking and going out every night and buying into entertainment and material things and eating and drinking to do anything to keep us distracted from realizing 
what's really going on here. Uh, it's so much easier to show me two white people that have been so nice to you in your life and how they're not all bad and we should let them in and we should still look out for them too because they're human. It's so much easier to do that than to have the strength to say, I see how y'all rock. It doesn't matter how nice you are to me. You still have a system of supremacy that comes before me and that is protected while I am not. Um, So therefore, I am going to refrain from investing my time and my energy into you because I value it and it is precious. And I'm going to focus on my time, my energy on my people. Uh, As we have seen again, my two favorite words, patterns and consistently Nobody in this world is giving a damn about black people at all. So it would only make sense for me to only care about myself and my people, Um, successful organizations uh, and big corporations have it set up where they do not have omnipresent management. Every region, every sector, every district is assigned management to look out for the needs of that Uh, part of the company Um, it works the same way with human beings you cannot just say look out for all people somebody is going to get left behind somebody is going to get forgotten 10 times out of 10 it will be our black asses everybody has to uh, be delegated a group of people to uh, look after and support you cannot You cannot just go to work and everyone say, just do whatever job you want. Can you imagine the chaos? Uh, They say, we want you to be a manager. Okay, where? Of all the stores. It would be impossible. It would be impossible to manage all the stores. Each store has to have a manager. Each district has to have a manager. That's the way it has to work. It works the same when it comes to managing people. Uh, We have to have culture to be responsible to uh no matter how anxiety stricken it is to realize the war on us it's still a war going on uh it's bigger than just us it's going to affect our children and their children when we leave this earth so as responsible adults um we have to be aware what's going on and doing what we need to do to combat that um now when i speak on Uh, black people who are for black people Um, I am talking about black people who uh, are believers of heterosexual black love with strictly non-segregated black marriages and relationships Um, we we really get caught up in the love is love rhetoric which is extremely dangerous Um, This is not a love is love and everybody is loved kind of place. Uh, It's more so uh, I have a black son and we're dying out here. So if you're not on on, you know, saving our children, then that's fine. But I can't waste my time with you. It's more so that. Um, because one of the major things I get demonized for is my views on the homosexual crowd. And I say all the time, like, I have no desire to unite with all black people. Uh, because if you're out here worried about sleeping with other men as a man, if you're a black man out here worried about sleeping with other men, how are you being productive to our healing and us 
you know, moving into a better place as a people. You're more worried about putting on makeup and playing dress up and partying when we know that the homosexual homosexual lifestyle is not a lifestyle of love is love and family building and monogamy. It is a lifestyle of orgies, partying, playing around, playing dress up, um, and fighting for the quote unquote rights and acceptance of your homosexuality while we still have our children dying in the street. Um, It's blaming ourselves instead of blaming structures that were put in place to cause us to uh, do some of the things that we do. Um, And that's why you know, that's why you have to be very careful what you say. I don't want people getting it misconstrued. If you're homosexual and you listen to the show, I'm glad you listen to it. Because I say all the time, what you do in the bedroom is no one's business. So if you are, you know, whatever you do behind closed doors, that's what you do. But I don't need you fighting for the rights to do that while our children don't have their rights. You know what I'm saying? I want to see the maturity that says I can wait for my rights about my sexuality because there are more important things going on. I do not see that happening as a collective in the homosexual community. Um, Does it mean that there are not people in the homosexual community that, you know, keep their sexuality to themselves and still are... um, very effective and care about their people I know that there is I've met some that are there are some that know how to put their sexuality aside and do what they know needs to be done for our children for our people however like I said I don't see that being pushed as the majority I see where homosexual black people will stand with other people in the LGBTQ plus community um, whether they're racist or not you know and and that's what confuses me is when I see black people you know putting the LGBTQ community before their black skin I'm like why do you act like there are not white gay racist people (laughs) you know what I'm saying why do you act like there's not trans racist people like just because someone see but but when you put that sexuality before your people you kind of get off focus Um, I don't hate any of you. I don't wish anything bad on any of you. I think everyone needs to live their life the way they want to. Uh, However, what you want to do will tell me a lot about where your mind is at. And again, if your mind is not on us as a people, I ain't really rocking with you like that. Um, Because it got to be bigger than you. I equate the homosexual lifestyle Uh, too many times with a selfish lifestyle it's not about what's productive and what needs to be done it's not about the truths it's about me and living my truth and what I want to do and living my 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 me 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 life Um, so I'm reiterating this not to explain myself but when you have a fan base and when you have listeners you owe your listeners understanding Uh, Because the last thing I want is to be painted as a big old, you know, homophobic meanie head. (laughs) Like, it's not that at all. You got to just like you want me to respect your choices, which I do. I need you to respect mine, too. 
I need you to put your own feelings aside and look at the bigger picture on why I am the way I am, why I rock the way I rock, and why I promote the things that I promote. None of us are perfect. We all do wrong. I perfectly understand that. But we got to do what's best for the next generation. Pretty much wherever we are is where we will we will stay as adults. Um, but things can get better for the children. I think if you're homosexual, uh, I think it's very counterproductive to teach children that it's okay or it's natural or it's normal. Um, very few times do I see homosexual people say, listen, this is a choice that I made due to my personal choice and my freedom to choose due to things that have happened to me in the past. Um, However, I know it's not God's way. I know it's not the order of the divine and instilling that into the children that are in their lives. Instead, I see them saying it's fine. It's, it's, it's no problem. And it's the way I am. That is extremely destructive for our children. Um, It's, Confusing enough just being black. Then being black and then people telling you, oh, you could be with a man or a woman, whatever you want. And these children not having structure and guidelines. Uh, nothing good comes from that. Uh, it's so funny when we see how we talk about the new generation. Like, oh, they have no respect and they have no regard. And yeah, you know, we haven't given them anything to respect. They're confused as hell. Majority of them are born from broken households. You got women having babies from men for paychecks now. And, you know, when you're having children for paychecks and and casually, how do you expect these children? Do you expect these children to grow up so deep and with such purpose and they were created for such shallow reasons? Because the new thing now is where women are having babies with their gay best friends talking about we love each other you know what I'm saying what's happening now is women are having babies with known abusers you know for paychecks and now these are the children that we had now they're growing up and these are the children that are killing us to rob us and stealing our cars and breaking in our houses and killing each other okay the way you create these children will be the energy that they carry on for their lives we have created children without any purpose you know, children in these broken households, um, teaching the children that they don't have, having no pride in ourselves as a people with setting out a standard for the children saying, you know, you are expected to, um, you know, as a young black boy, you are expected to grow up and be a strong black man and have a black wife and take care of your children. I don't understand how having the standards to take care of your women and children is a bad thing. And then people saying, well, they should be able to do what they want to do. Well, what they want to do is they're robbing us, sis. Okay. Uh, Letting these kids do what they want to do. They're killing each other over tennis shoes. Okay. I don't think that was a good idea. (laughs) All right. Uh, Something's telling me we went wrong somewhere. Children got to have purpose. Our children got to come first until our children are 100% straight. No adult should be stepping in front of them to fight for anything else. Until our children can be black in peace, we should not be opening our mouths or wasting any energy to fight for our right as a woman to rub up against another woman all night starting a fire. Okay, that should not be what comes before. I cannot have a black son who is not safe being black and stop that to go swing a rainbow flag for you to be able to rub up against each other like a box of matches. 
And I'm saying this in humor, but I'm for real, y'all. Like, I'm saying it, like, in my normal joking way, but for real. Um, So I want to get that very, very clear. Uh, We got to have balance in this. Uh, The second thing I want to make clear, and I'm just addressing all the big bad rumors I hear about myself so that when the new listeners come in for this season, you can hear from the horse mouth what I really feel and not just people giving you like emotional uh, reasons of why I'm the bad guy. I'm not the bad guy here. Okay, I'm on my business. I have people willingly come listen to the podcast, hear what I have to say. I don't force it on anyone. I don't do any of that. So we just need to get on the same page. That way, if you listen to this episode and you feeling what I'm saying, no matter what your sexual orientation, no matter what your race is, no matter what your age is, you can get where I'm coming from on everything I say. It's all from a point of productivity so that we don't have any misunderstandings. Um, the next thing that I want to address is um, my uh, me being against interracial dating and marriage. Um I don't know which one gets me more hurt, more, more hate being against being against homosexuality or being against swirling. I don't know. I think the hate is pretty even that you get from both. Um, on this show, uh, something that you will hear us talk about in almost every episode will be black love because everything we could die any moment. We could die next week. We could die in a month. So it's it's not about us. It's about setting tones for generation and generation to come. It's not about let me just do what I need to do for me and do all this to make me a good name. Because when you die, I, it's sad that y'all, I have to tell y'all this, but when you die, life keep going. People die every day, B. That world going to keep turning. That world is not going to stop turning when you die. So you need to leave an effect on it, a mental effect on it, that you can create positive, healthy behaviors and traditions for your family that will come after you're off this earth. Every person, black, white, or purple on this planet, every move that they made to get power to get money whatever it is has been for their family it has been in the name of their family it has been the way of human beings from generation to generation to generation to represent their family name that's what it's all about you as an individual will eventually die your family name will not that's what it's all about um i would like my beliefs in strict black love to be respected again just like anyone else's is i understand that without that we do not have a foundation for change and we do not have a proper system in place for change self-respecting self-loving black people don't need no handouts self-respecting self-loving black people don't need to lick no boots don't need to do no shucking and jiving because you have a complete divine team and you're self-sufficient on your own and this is why black love is so highly demonized and discouraged in the media and by the status quo this is why I opened this platform to push that even before I was married I still was pushing black love black relationships it is the only thing that is going to save us if you pay attention to how much it is discouraged you will start to realize that it is definitely the antidote for all this or else it would not be being pushed 
so much to get as far from it as possible. Uh, imagine having a black son with a, a white daddy and, and a white man got to teach him how to be a black man. It is okay, white people, to say that you can't do some shit, okay? It is okay to mind your business when it comes to black people doing what we have to do for ourselves. But we all know why they won't mind their business because us getting ourselves together, us being self-sufficient and independent, us truly being equally economic, being equal economically means they're going down. Us, as we get built up, it pushes them further back down. As we get stronger, it makes it harder for them. It makes it weaker for them. We talk about this all the time. That's why they have an invested interest in discouraging us making any moves towards true self-sufficiency. The number one being black marriage and black families. Okay, if you're doing everything else without the black family, you have a weak, you have a weak structure. It is not built on a solid foundation and good luck with that. Then, so let's have a test. Ladies and gentlemen, what is the number one purpose of this podcast to promote and advocate for black love? Yes, let's make that very clear. It is not to say that if you are in a swirl relationship that you cannot still be a fan of the show, that you cannot still listen to the show. Okay, there are still gems you could take. You could take from the show. If if it don't if it don't apply, let it fly. Only a hit dog will holler. Please do not write me emails talking about how you got a good white man, you got a good white woman. I don't care. I don't want to hear it. That is not the focus of this show. Um, it would be the equivalent of somebody uh, having a, a a tasty recipe Instagram page. And then me going and they make it very clear that this page is to show you how to cook different food. And then I comment like, why are you always cooking food? Well, they made it clear what the page was for. You either follow it because you with that or you don't. It's the same with the podcast. Okay, it's called African and American. It is about the experiences of black people in a diaspora. Okay, Uh, it is about black love. It is about black power, black economics. If you're not on that, by all means, baby, Bentley don't beg nobody to drive it. You good, boo. But do not come in here expressing how you feel when I did not ask you and when I made it clear what we on. Okay? Uh, It just goes to show where we're at as a people when you got black people mad that you only care about black people. (laughs) You got niggas mad like you racist. Nigga, I, I love your race. <laughs> I, I can't tell you how many times black folks call me racist because I say I don't give a damn about nobody else except black people that I'm racist. Baby, your your mind is gone, honey. All right. Why you why you care? Stop putting your cape on for white folk. You trying to get down on black folks because they don't fuck with them white folk like that. Man, get out of here. Take off your cape. What the hell? How you mad cause I'm all about your race? You're an ass. You know what I'm saying? Like, please don't bring that energy over here, baby. We we, we have a goal here. Um, uh, again, some of us have different levels of pride. Um, there are those of us, because when people say they are free to do what they want, that is 100% true. You're free to do what you want. However, this is for 
people that have pride, who are not going to lay down with their oppressors, who are not going to lay down with the one that has white privilege over them. We're not doing that. I need to be with who's equal to me. I need to be with we on the same page. Okay, I'm not giving... It is, it is a 100% fact that a white man cannot raise no black boy to be a black man, period. Okay, that's why you got, you know, when you got these, I can always tell the black man that are raised in uh, a swore relationship with a white daddy because he confused as hell. I mean, they, they mind be so damn gone. They're clueless. Okay, you cannot give a white woman black daughters and have a white woman raise them to be black women. It can't happen. I don't care how much you quote unquote love and flipping the turn. It ain't happening. All right. I believe in doing what is best for the children. I don't believe in confusing our kids. I don't believe in lying to them. Okay. I believe in keeping it real. If you swirl, that's your choice. But keep that over there. Uh, we, we don't do that here. Let me show you the way we do not do that here. All right. Um... I just, uh, I just want to thank everyone who has tuned in and who has been open-minded and allowed me to express, you know, my thoughts and my feelings for everyone where once I express my thoughts, you feel what I'm saying and you rocking with me too. I want to thank you for that. Um, I want to focus on who does support me instead of who does not support me. Who, who does not support me is none of my business. Uh, this season is going to be different because it's no longer like from the perspective of a single black female. If you read my um, summary of the show, the show is no longer from the strictly from the perspective of a single black female. Uh, it is now from the perspective of a black woman who is a family woman. Um, so the tone of the show is going to change a little bit. However, I still will be using my expertise from my single days, from my 20s to help get some shit straight that we got going on. I ain't just forgot about my experiences. And I also got, because y'all know I have my feminine consulting company, my baby. And I also do get permission from some of my clients to share their experiences or stories. Of course, not saying who it is. But just so people can learn from what's going on with them. So we still going to address the stuff that be going on so we can grow and so we can heal. And so we can be whole individuals so that we can get some black love going and flowing a little bit more than what we got in now. Okay, um, we still going to do that. We still going to get a little ratchet. We still going to laugh. We still going to joke. But we're going to get a little bit more serious with a few things. And uh, my point of view is a little bit different now. So it's going to be interesting to see the evolution of this show. We are almost at 50 episodes and that's pretty amazing. I thought they would have yanked my black ass off the air by now. But this is why I love having the podcast because I can finally say what I want to say since social media yanks down everything of substance that I put up. Um, but I digress. Thank you all for listening. Thank you all for tuning in. Um, episodes will now drop every Wednesday, every Wednesday, every hump day, a new episode will come. So when you in the middle of the week and you thinking, how am I going to make it through me and the weekend coming up? How am I going to make it? Don't worry. 
six. The goddess is on the way, and she coming through with her all black cape with an episode to give you that mm, that boost to get you through the rest of the week. So make sure y'all subscribe. Make sure you rate the show. Leave reviews, good, bad, or ugly. I don't care. Just leave them reviews. Your honest opinion on what you think about the show. Do not feel afraid to always send me different topics you would like discussed on this show. You can send them to my DM if you follow me on Instagram at Six the Goddess. That is S-I-X-T-H-E-G-O-D-D-I-S again because it's spelled a little bit different because I had to be fancy. You know what I'm saying? Um, So feel free to send me topics all the time. I love when you guys send me stories, but if you send me stories, I got to be able to share them um, anonymously if you choose. But any stories or advice that you have, I am happy to share and talk about anything that we can help, that can help us learn, like something that you went through or something that happened to you. If it can help us learn, like I'm here for it. So, um, let me think that I cover all bases. I believe I did. Uh, I want to thank you all for listening. I will see you all next week. And as always, peace, love, and black power.